0: the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Jeremy Kupicek. Uh, He specializes in getting leaders to a higher level through his speaking, consulting, and books. Now, Jeremy's a bestselling author of the books, Making Your Leadership Come Alive, and Five Gears, How to Be Present and Productive When There Is Not Enough Time, and Five Voices, How to Communicate With Everyone You Lead, and the 100X leader. So you can find him at jeremygubacek.com. Uh, also, his company is, you can find, is giantworldwide.com, giantworldwide.com. And we're going to speak about, a little bit about Jeremy's, um, you know, trans, transferring over uh, from a consultancy practice into a SaaS company. Um, so, Jeremy, welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I'm a starter. I'm an entrepreneur. I've been building companies since I was 20 years old. Uh, I've started 24 companies. Uh, I have a number of companies that have sold, number of companies that people have never heard of that have failed miserably. Um, and I can tell you those stories. And then some Companies that I've started or built that people know quite well. Uh, The Catalyst Conferences, LeaderCast, um, we bought John Maxwell's assets years ago. Uh, So I've built and started and sold a number of companies, and I've just found that it's a fun lifestyle for those who uh, want to use it for the right motive in the right way. Mm, That's well said. So before we get
0: into some nuggets there, um, I want to ask you, just share something personal that... Uh, very few people know about you in your business life.
1: Um, yeah, in my business life. Um, well, so you, you threw me with personal. So in 2002, I, um, I had a car accident and I, in Mexico and literally died, was gone for four and a half, five minutes. And it changed the way that I did business. It changed everything because I got to the end of my life suddenly hit by a drunk driver in a hurricane in Cancun, Mexico. And then the last things you're thinking of was not all the successes I had in my 20s. My 20s, I had a lot of successes. I did a lot of things. None of that came to mind. It Was was I your man? Was I a good husband? Was I a good dad? And that's the only thing that could come... So what it, what happened was is I, I took that experience and I decided to change the way that I do business from that point forward and my company was called Giant and had a big i big, all bold G I A N T and I changed the little i to a little i and so a lot of people might not know why it's a little i and it stood for humility it stood for David not Goliath it stood for a little boy standing behind a big god So that was, uh, you know, that's why Giant became Giant because uh, of a car accident in Mexico.
0: Mm. That's powerful, right? That's a life-changing moment and can define the rest of your life. And I think that's what I'm hearing you say right here. What was the first
1: action you took when you got back home? Yeah, so, well, the first action was actually uh, God did with, with us. And in, in because I came back, I had, uh, I had to give money to out of network, out of insurance. And I, I basically had a large amount to pay for the surgery and everything I had to go through. Mm-hmm. And um, it was and the entire amount we had saved to the dollar of what we had saved to start our business. So I get home. We had no money. We had nothing. And mm. I look at, at Kelly and I. So the first action was trust. I mm. I had this moment where God basically gave me a faith to believe. Just trust. Trust me. So I get home. I go. We okay. I trust you. We have no money. We had nothing. And I lay down on my couch. And the first action I did was I'm I'm trying to recover. I'm laying down. My little daughter at the time brings me a. Uh, mail and in the mail is a check and you can tell a check, you know, and you look up and I opened it up and it was the exact dollar amount and it was a first client. And he sent, he said, um, Hey, for tax purposes, I need to pay you six months in advance. I hope that's okay. And I opened it up and it was the exact dollar amount that we had just um, paid out. So my first act was uh, to experience uh, faith and to go okay um so it started a journey of who says you can't um who says you can't and so it's it's been a a major part i have this picture behind me it says believe and it's this idea of uh, believe like what does that mean to actually believe and um, how do you think bigger and different uh, than most so there you go wow
0: I wasn't expecting that story. That was a good story, uh, Startup Nation. You know, Maybe you haven't had a life tragedy, like that car accident where you died and then came back to life with a second chance. Not all of us are given second chances like that, right? Physical second chances. But maybe you haven't had that. But I believe we all have spiritual second chances. Mm-hmm. I believe that all of us can turn around and ask those three very powerful questions. If you're a man, am I a good man? Am I a good husband? Am I a good dad? If you're a woman, am I a good woman? Am I a good wife? Am I a good mother? These are the questions that you're going to ask on your deathbed regardless, but then you'll be out of time. mm -hmm. Now you have time. Why not ask them now? What do you want to add to that, Jeremy?
1: No, I think it's right. Um, you know, for, for me, it's uh, the question was uh, was I your man, and that that really changed. And what I realized was uh, for me, uh, there was this battle between pride and humility, and the real death was my pride, because in my twenties it was I was trying to be somebody, and what happens inside business and entrepreneurship and all these desires for is there's this pride that's really based on insecurity. And it's this desire to be someone. So I have this uh, tool that I use. It's just the wall of self-preservation. I write about it. What am I trying to prove? What am I afraid of losing? What am I trying to hide? And answering those questions actually get you to the point of death in a good way, because humility starts to rise up. And humility means secure, confident humility. It means that that I only do what God says to do, or I'm walking in humility, but it means that I'm, I'm not afraid of losing. I'm not trying to prove myself and I'm not trying to hide anything. And those are, those are keys that I spend a lot of time working on. Go ahead and repeat those three questions.
0: Again, startup nation, get your pen and paper. If you haven't got it yet, write down these questions.
1: These are good questions. What do you got? uh, What are you, uh, what are you trying to prove and to whom? Uh, What are you afraid of and what are you trying to hide? And, and what I find is if people build businesses trying to prove themselves, they're trying to hide something or they're afraid of losing, then that fear that leads to scurry, it doesn't lead to hustle. Hustle comes through secure, confident humility. Scurry happens through insecurity and fear and pride.
0: Mm. That's so powerful. I, I mean, those, I could look back in my twenties and you know, ask myself those three questions and man, like the radar meter would be like just bouncing all over the place on that. And same exact thing. It was, I was trying to prove myself to the world, to my dad, to right people around me that I was good enough, that I'm worth something. Right. And, and it was just like so many different ways we try to prove those same exact things. And I did it with dollar signs and, uh, you know, it, it's interesting enough because even when I got the millions, um, I didn't feel I had proved anything. Like it was a, it was an illusion. It was almost like a waste of time. It was very interesting. Now I didn't have that that moment of death, uh, like you had. That's very uh, dramatic. Um, but what a what a gift it was given that was given to you. So let's go back uh, in time just a little bit, um, because my listener they're like, wow, that's a powerful story, Jeremy. That's awesome. I appreciate those three questions, but man, I'm struggling to pay my bills right now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, pandemic is, is taking me under, like we're, we're, we're just barely keeping our head above water right now. What do you want to teach them or show them, um, to really as a step one, And maybe you have Mm -hmm. three steps, but a step Mm -hmm. one, how do they get above water? Not in a just keep paddling and struggling kind of way, but in building a little boat or a raft where they actually start to um,
1: rise above the water. So uh, the first thing is separating what you need versus what you want. And those are, sometimes what happens is wants get in and they take over our needs and the needs aren't very realistic. So here's what I mean. What do you need to live right now? I'm mean, going to really, really need. And if your vision is is strong, then you go, you know what? Um, I need $5,000. Okay. Do you really need $5,000? Okay. It could be, I could cut cable and cut that. I could do 4,200. Okay. 4,200 a month is what you need. Great. What do you want? I want 12,000 a month. I want 15000 a month. Okay, I understand what you want, but let's at least get what we need down. So then where do you find what you need? Well, I'm starting a new business, okay? Um, I call this X's and O's. O's are people who have jobs. X's are people who have a portfolio lifestyle. So um, meaning there's multiple income streams. So to go, if you have a vision for this company but that might mean that you have to go clean carpets. That's okay, Um, you've you've got time to think. So you've got a job that is one thing I make X dollars, the other thing I make make Y, the other I make Z. Collectively, it makes my 4,500 a month. So therefore, my needs are being met while I'm working on my wants. And separating those things out uh, are really helpful, I find because it gives you to reality. And then you might go, well, my spouse is earning X, earning Y, we can do that, great. It takes the pressure off of this, I've gotta be someone, I'm not making it, I need to, and the scurry goes away. Because when people feel scurry, they run from you. Because they feel like, "Oh, you're trying to sell me something, you're, you're doing it out of fear. But when you're doing it out of security, people will lean in, so that's, that's one step. So when you say scurry, do you mean uh, like
0: that feeling of desperation? That's it. That you could read it on someone. You're like, ah, this guy's trying to sell me something. He needs this more than I do. That's right. Yeah. Okay.
1: He he doesn't really care about me. He cares about him. Um, So he's trying to push or sell or force. So when you're trying to and you know it, you know, when you're trying to force yourself, you know, when you're trying to scurry or push or uh, it, it doesn't end well. Well, that usually is because some people, something too soon, they haven't put their time in, they haven't put the, it's just not, you've got to play it out. So, but getting to your needs and understanding what needs are, that would be like step one. Okay. Got it. So after we
0: separate our needs from our wants and we get very clear on that financial need per month, what can we actually live on and get by and move that stress factor That scurry factor, that desperation factor. Then, what
1: action do we take? What's the next? So the next one I use. It's called the Change Equation. People have have used this forever. I modified it a little bit. It basically means that dissatisfaction times vision times natural next steps have to be greater than resistance. I'll repeat this. Uh, First, dissatisfaction. What are you dissatisfied with? I thought they would have more clients. I thought that they would buy it. I thought that. And so there's a dissatisfaction. Uh, it's okay to, uh, to have dissatisfaction as long as your vision is higher. If your dissatisfaction is higher than your vision, you'll have hopelessness. You'll be hopeless. So you have to dust off your vision. What is it you want? What are you trying to accomplish? Now, slow down to speed up. Here's your vision. Here's your dissatisfaction. Don't let the dissatisfaction that leads to scurry. Don't let it lead you. It's like the tail wagging the dog. Create a clear dissatisfaction, but create a clear vision. Now what has to happen to get to that vision? Then the dissatisfaction becomes fuel to the fire of your vision. So that's how I think. I think, okay, what am I trying to accomplish here? So right now I have a lot going on. I've got a lot of opportunities and businesses, but I'm distracted so I know I'm distracted. So I'm now having to get back to my vision again. Okay, now, what is it I want again? What am I trying to accomplish? Where am I in this season? And then the ideas need to come un- underneath my vision. So whether it's dissatisfaction or you've got too many things going on, it's just simply understanding we've got your needs and wants. Now, what's your dissatisfaction and what's your vision? Make sure your vision is higher than dissatisfaction.
0: Mm. Good. You brought spirituality into this conversation early on. And I'd like to go there for a second because I think there's a, a question out there for all the believers that listen to the show, right? And, and Startup Nation, listen, if wherever you are in your, your faith journey, I, I have no agenda in this game, okay? Um, so totally find where you are. But I think there's some wisdom opportunity here. There's some nuggets. So Jeremy, like where does that faith in God that you spoke of, meet, uh, strategy? Where does that trusting in God, uh, meet strategy? When do you take the ball and run with it? Um, not relying on yourself or how do you know if you're relying on yourself rather than trusting in God? Is that question clear?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, there was, there was this guy named Job and he says, uh, He had a rough life. Right. And he had some good things in the end. And at the very end of his time, he has this conversation with, you know, I used to hear, I used to have rumors about what you would say, but now I hear you directly. And so therefore I'm going to follow what you say, basically what he's saying. And it was the idea that he heard directly. Um, So, you know, this morning, I had all of these opportunities and I basically yielded and stopped and go, you know what? I know what will happen if I make this about me. So this morning I basically opened up my hands and go, you know what? I've got to take, I'm going to loosen these up. What do you want to take out and what do you want to add? So what I was doing was I was um, I was only wanting what God wanted. So what does that mean? Well, uh, if you follow, if you know about Jesus, whether you, whatever your belief is on Jesus, what he was known for was he would say, I only do what the father tells me to do. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, what he was basically saying was I'm walking in confidence because I know I'm doing the things that I'm meant to do. I know and you probably do too. I know. And I've been in businesses where I knew it was actually ego. It was actually me. For it sure. wasn't God. And I could feel the difference, the people I was working with. And I was like, well, I'll deal with them because there's opportunity. And it was, a, yeah, and then I'll, then I'll do this. Mm-hmm. Once I'm done. Then and it's miserable. It's not it fun. It's soul crushing, soul destroying. So for me, I basically have got to get to the point where I'm like, God, are we good here? Is this good? And, and by the way, I have this belief that he, we have a will. And so, my, my belief is like, hey, I'm going to go these directions and he'll, the Lord will tell me, or I'll feel it if this isn't the right direction or area. So, it's this combination of my will and God's will to kind of put mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I, I kind of walk with confidence, but I also check in a lot. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, and if I don't feel right about something, it's an indicator. Yeah. And so, because ultimately, if I work out of peace, and purpose that's when things flow
0: okay so to clarify what i'm hearing you say is that you take actions without knowing if it's like god's actual plan or next step for you you'll take the action anyway if it looks good you use all your your uh, capabilities and then you'll check in how's it going does it feel right um, did God, you know, say something to you, etc.? So you're constantly checking in, but you're,
1: you're acting first is what I'm hearing you say. Both in. I'm, a, I'm Both like, well, it's, you know, hey, uh, it's, it's uh, man makes the plans. God directs the steps. Okay. Then that's Proverbs 16. And it's like, I think this is right. Show me if it's not, you know, i will got this opportunity right now. And it's a big one. And, uh, I've been asked and I, so I said, yes. But I haven't, there's another door that could close. And so I go, all right, God, I said, yes, if you want it to close, just close the door. And then I'll know 100%. If not, uh, we're good, right? And, you know, we're moving in. And so that's, uh, that's the way that my mind thinks and works. But what I'm doing is I'm not trying to get ahead of God and then go, oh, yeah, would you bless me now? Because instead, it's like, we're in this together uh it's almost like this you think of the, the marines the marine corps uh the marines are what's the purpose of the marine corps well there's a purpose but then for each soldier there's an assignment so how do i live inside the purpose of that i've been playing and then what's my assignment for this season and that's kind of where my mind has been um lately so anyway i like that i like that
0: analogy of us being part of a bigger plan right It's not Mm -hmm. our plan. Okay, awesome. Cool. Okay, so Jeremy, give us uh, your third step. What's the third action? And then we're going to wrap this this show up. This is a a really powerful show. I like this content.
1: Um, You know, the powerful step for me, uh, I had one I was going, I could give you a business one that a lot of people talk about. So market product fit, not product market fit. And there's a difference between those. But I actually would say, the biggest thing is a daily, uh, a daily liberation. Um, it's your mindset, uh, every single day. So I do this exercise every morning and I have this ritual and rhythm and it's, it's kind of cheesy, but I'll look in the mirror and I'm like, I remind myself who I am and I remind myself what I'm called to do, what I'm about. And then I get in the shower. When I turn the shower on, I, um, I pray for people of peace. So what I do is I remind myself of who I am and what I'm about mm-hmm. and the vision, and then I get into the shower. When I turn the shower on, I start thinking about: Okay, I'm meeting with so and so. I'm meeting with Joseph today. What do you have for him? How can I encourage people today? What's going? And I'm getting my mind centered on helping others. I'm getting my mind centered on on being for them. And where where do you want to bring what do you want to bring to them what can I do to help them so what it's done is it centered me rightly before I start the day so that when people encounter me they're encountering the best of me they're encountering they're encountering a secure confident and humble person when you're leading like that people want to be around you they don't have to be around you they want to be around you and when they want to be around you guess what they invite you in. When I pray for people at peace, a person at peace, because I don't know what you're doing, but I love it. And I want to tell all my friends about you. Okay. Right. Free marketing. The free marketing, but it's a person at peace strategy. You can find that in Matthew 10. You can find it in Mark six. You can find it in Luke nine and 10. It's really interesting. That, that was Jesus strategy for how he changed the world. So.
0: That's pretty cool. So we're speaking with Jeremy Kubicek. Uh, You can find him at Uh, or you can find him at, uh, his company is Giant uh, and you can find them at giantworldwide.com, giantworldwide.com. Jeremy, before, uh, well, actually, we're gonna jump right into it. My favorite part of the show, welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Let's do it. What's your favorite thing about being, I'm going to say, a peaceful entrepreneur?
1: Uh, I love the flexibility. I love the freedom that comes with being an entrepreneur. And it's freedom in my mind and freedom in my everyday world. Yeah, freedom with time is huge. What's your least favorite thing about it? The It'd be nice to not think about things sometimes. The overwhelming, how much how much goes into your mind and how that can just wear you out. Yeah, I get that. I believe we're all struggling
0: with something at any given moment of our lives. It's just part of the human condition. What are you struggling
1: with either uh, professionally or personally right now? Uh, I'm struggling, struggling with uh, some decisions of what direction I go because I uh, have a potential to start too many things. And so to, I've been so focused, but I have a lot of decisions to make. And I'm just struggling to make the right ones.
0: Got it. Do you ever, uh, are you ever involved in more than three major projects at one time? Uh, yes, on a regular it. basis. I only ask because that's kind of like my rule of thumb. No more than three big ones. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm just spread too thin. So Yeah, his-
1: historically, I, I have less than three now, but I have potential to go over three. So that's why I'm... Yeah. <laughs> that's why you do that, that check. Yeah. How does this mm-hmm. feel? Oh, it's going to feel overwhelming. Okay. Uh, what are you most afraid of? Um, I'm most afraid of, of that's a great question. I have to think most afraid of being um, not fully using my potential. You know, I had this second chance in life and I'm like, I have it, but I think I'm afraid of letting people down And or I'm being afraid of that we'll lose business because I say something like on your podcast here, because we work with fortune 1000s. -hmm. And then and really like, why am I afraid of that? And uh, so I'm wanting to be more bold and more open to what I really believe and think without ramifications. Mm.
0: Like to segue just for a second and comment on what you just said because I think it's vital. Uh, I get a lot of listeners that write in uh, speaking about how much they like the spiritual component to this business show, and that it gives them permission to speak more about their spiritual spirituality in their everyday lives where before they felt hesitant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of like they were showing up bipolar, right? It, mm-hmm. I call it bi- bipolar Christianity. It's like, <laughs> we got one mask on for the business world and one mask for our personal life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's exhausting. It's mm-hmm. exhausting playing mm-hmm. both identities. So anyway, thank you for doing that. And, um, Hey, God's in charge of the results and the outcomes, right? Like you're sharing right. yeah. proudly on the show. Uh, what secret fear do you have about
1: people? Um, what what secret fear? I don't. I don't have to say, na. I can't. Like, look at like how uh, you show up with
0: them, how they show up with you. Like, what? What's a secret fear there?
1: We all kind uh, of have one. I probably have one historically that people think I'm too obnoxious because I can get hyper and get real um, in in their, you know, in their face. Historically, I don't fear that as much, um, but that's probably been there. Got it. Uh, what do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Um, I wish I had uh, understood valuations, and I was in mer- I was in private equity for a number of years, but I wish I had understood the power of scale sooner.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in
1: business? Um, it, fixating on structure and fixating on hey, do we have office furniture? Do we have a desk? Do we have a Infrastructure overhead, like yeah. uh, I, I over overhead, uh, and so that's something that I start now so nimbly and so fast. I mean, my deal is I, credit cards in three months. That's how I start businesses, and so um, what has to happen for you to get credit cards in three months? So, got that. What's a new habit you want to form? um you know i want the um biting of nails um you know that honestly is like little thing i don't really do it but i go in and out i'm like what that's something i can eliminate so just being honest like that one's done that's
0: real thanks for going there like i have a buddy uh who's a like a top judge in washington dc and no names of course but uh like he's got all the money. He's got the, the, the wife, the kids, all of it, like in the eyes of the world, like everyone looks at him like, wow, this guy's just killing it. And like his fingernails are bitten down to like, right. Like blood, like, and, and there's some kind of nervous energy or franticness or fear that he's going to lose it all. Something going on in the subconscious there. And it's just fascinating to me. Thank you for being real and vulnerable. Yeah, about absolutely. That. I know a lot of people have that. So, um, What's a bad habit you want to break other than biting the nails? Oh, that was
1: it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the other one to, to form as we're just going on at my wife and I are doing a, uh, uh, just eating a plan and just how we eat and how we work. You know, just, we, we eat well, um, but even better. And there you so, go. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Um, I, I'm an encourager. Um, encouragement, passion, um, wisdom, yeah. Those are the things that, that come to mind. And pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business. Uh, insecure, um, cocky, and hyper. That's a dangerous combination. By
0: the way, <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. So I get that. I, I I just look back on me and I'm like, wow, people actually tolerated me. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and last question: If you could come back to your uh, come back to life. After you die, Jeremy, and you can speak to this for real and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Or what was the thing you said to them?
1: Yeah. So what I would say to them is, um, the, (laughs) the depth of a relationship with your heavenly father is real. Don't waste it. Don't miss it, but Mm -hmm. lean into it. it's it's the game changer. And uh, when you, when you realize it and step into it, and it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's where all life is. I agree. I find myself in the same place.
0: And I look back on my past life and say, what the heck was I chasing?
1: Mm -hmm. I was chasing
0: the wind. That's all it was. Mm -hmm. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listeners to know about making their
1: first 100 K or next, uh, this year? Uh, it's the idea of who says you can't, like, really literally who says you can't. And so the belief starts with yourself. And so you have to go on a journey of belief and stepping into that um, is really the start uh, of of everything else I've
0: shared today. Fantastic. And what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you if they
1: so choose? Uh, Where do you want to point them? Maybe you have an offer. What do you got? Yeah. So uh, if you want to experience what I've been building, um, it's pretty interesting You like this, uh, just go to giant.tv slash JK and it's free. And there's nothing, there's no bait and switch. Uh, You can check out um, a content that we've built and put together. Um, It it radically changes the way people live because we figured out that most adults are cynical know it alls and they don't read anymore. So we created a system of tools and visuals that change the way that people lead and, um, lead their teams. So there you go. What's the URL again? Giant.tv giant.tv slash JK. Jeremy can So just slash JK. All right. We'll be sure to put
0: that in the show notes for you. Startup nation, Jeremy, thank you for being on your first 100 K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, my friend. Thanks my friend. Good job. Appreciate you. Startup nation. You cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. we got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.